Welcome to the Ladies Power Lunch Podcast with Dr. Davia Shepard, a resource for women in business, presenting a wide range of topics exploring professional growth and personal development. And now, Dr. Davia Shepard. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ladies Power Lunch Show. I am so excited today. So I met this woman, Yvonne, and she has something wonderful to share with us, how to make cash with online events. We're all online nowadays, and the online community is more crowded than it has ever been because everybody is doing business online. How can we stand out? How can we differentiate ourselves? And how can we do it in a way that's aligned? I'm looking forward to this conversation with great anticipation because it is my thought that we should always be, you know, we should have some remuneration for the work that we're putting out there. And so many of us are doing so many things that are for 100% free. It's really nice to understand how we can actually get paid for what we do. So the main event, drum roll please, as we welcome Yvonne. Hello. So I'm excited to have Yvonne on. It is not very often that I just meet somebody and I say to them very first thing, oh, I need to have you on my show. I am so very careful and selective about who I bring to speak to our wonderful audience. And when Yvonne started explaining what it is that she does, it seemed like an awesome fit for our group. So Yvonne, I have come to know you. I absolutely adore what you're doing in the world. But will you share with our audience what it is that you do? My name is Yvonne, and I, like Annette, live in uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I'm the CEO of eventmanagement.guru, which is an event company where I support heart-centered coaches, very important to me, who host multiple-day events to bring out their work into the world by selling their year-long or six-months coaching program or their mastermind. And so I not just support them with the logistical pieces of that event, but also support them during the sales process of it all. You know, this is an interesting area for us to talk about because so many of the members of our communities, they are coaches, they are leaders, they are gurus, they are offering these events and the marketing part and the support might not be something that they have a great deal of access to, or they might be marketing it in sort of a lackluster way. So what advice would you have for any of our members who might be thinking about putting on an event to market their high-level program? How would you suggest that they start thinking about that? Well, for starters, what I've learned over time is that the importance of having a list and not just any kind of list. It has to be a list of true prospects of people that you've nurtured them, you've connected with them over time, because that is one of the ways that you can have them show up actually for your multiple day event where you can make your offer. And lists are oftentimes underestimated. And in the same breath, I'm also convinced that you don't need you know, like 10,000 people on your list in order to be able to sell to your audience. But it's more than having a list. You know, when you're thinking of your event, 
you know, there are different things that you need to focus on, but it's not just you, it's your team. Oftentimes people have a virtual assistant. They might have somebody who creates their landing page. And I would highly recommend, for instance, somebody who, uh, when they create a landing page, that they have a marketing background. Uh, so I've worked with a lady in, uh, in the U.S. She's in, I believe, in Massachusetts area. And she creates great landing pages and dashboards and things like that. And really comes from that marketing angle of speaking to the pain of the audience. Because it's not about, you know, how you can solve all their problems. It's they have to recognize first that they have a problem. And so uh, you have to kind of speak their language. So it's really important that when you put your marketing out there, that it's something that they can identify themselves with, that they, when they read it, they kind of go like, oh my gosh, you know, does she live in my head? Does she live in my house? How does she know all this about me kind of thing? And then when I back up the bus on that, it's really listening to your audience. How do they say things when they talk about their issues? So you can really immerse yourself in that and bring that forward into your marketing copy. Another thing is people use Facebook ads, which can for a lot of people be hit and miss. But also if you have the right person helping you with that and they not just throw stuff out there and waste your money, but actually do tests and take an image and take verbiage and do tests to see, you know, which ones gets the most clicks and which one gets the most response and things like that. So there's so much more involved when it comes to, you know, putting the word out there that you have an event coming up. I don't know if that helps. Oh, that absolutely helps. I realize that it takes more than just throwing the spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. It really yeah. requires having a professional approach to creating your multi-day event because when you have a multi-day event that is appropriately attended, then you can go on to having your program being filled. That is what I think that's the key to all of this. A lot of people might have been finding though that filling their events might be a little bit more difficult over the last few months, probably because we're in a pandemic, things are different, probably because the online marketplace is a little bit more crowded. How has 2020 been for you and your business? You know, how have you managed to be successful in spite of all the things that are going on around us? Well, I'll start telling with a very honest story and, you know, kind of opening up the curtain a little bit. When March hit, um, you know, my company fell flat on its hiney <laughs> because I was an in-person live event in, with people in a room, in a ballroom somewhere, you know, doing events. And when that happened and when suddenly all those events disappeared, I was like, what's happening here? Honestly, I was stumped for a while and I had a pity party and I felt sorry for myself. I was frustrated and scared and there was a big moment and that happened sometime in April where I was on a Zoom call with one of my mentors and friends and coaches and I was literally throwing a hissy fit and I was ready to throw the towel in the ring. I was ready to give it all up. I was ready to just walk away from it all and she dubbed me rant and actually the more quieter she became, the more angrier I became. <laughs> 
because I was literally sitting there going, I was just one after another after another. And then once I became quiet, she looked at me and she said, Yvonne, that's rather selfish. There are people out there that in these times need you even more than ever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, hmm, you may have a point there. Yeah, so that was my, you know, little moment there where I was ready to give it all up. And then I started, you know, once I was able to change my own mindset around it and to kind of go like, yeah, she's right. There are people out there that really feel lost right now. I started to, you know, change what I was thinking and really go out in the world and say, you know, this is what I can help you with. There was a steep learning curve because I was doing Zoom before that. I was using it on a regular basis, but more for, you know, just one-on-one meetings with people, you know, maybe small team meetings because I'm yeah. often part of somebody's team leading up to their event. And that was it, you know, and I never really had to know anything about breakout rooms or, you know, anything else that had to do with logistical pieces. For me, it was too, it was learning as I went, you know, I, if I didn't know if a client asked me something, I would just go and figure it out. And I say, please hold. And I would look it up in the moment, or I would just, you know, look it up and and go back to them and say, okay, well, this is how we're going to do this. And so even for me, it was one of those things I had to learn and sometimes by trial and error, you know. That's such a good story for you to share. And I think it's important for us to share these stories with each other. And I'm going to tell you why. You know, a lot of us are, the phrase I'm going to use is functional depression, highly functional depression. We've been in this pandemic for, it's about a year now. Mm -hmm. We have been forced to change the way we're doing things. We've been forced to look at things a different way. Some of us are succeeding. Some of us are struggling. It's really an unusual time for us. And sometimes in these moments, we can feel alone. We -hmm. can feel as though we're the only ones who are going through this and feel that frustration that you felt, Yvonne. But knowing that you're not alone, and even the great Yvonne Baston went through this, I can tell you my own story. And I mean, it's going to be a little bit redundant for our audience members because they've heard this so many times before. But Ladies Power Lunch is an in person networking organization. And the day of the pandemic, the day we went into quarantine, was the day of our spring conference last year. It was mm-hmm. on that exact same day. And so our pivot had to be immediate. And it was a huge challenge. And I'm not going to say that I didn't have my own moments of, you know, concern, deep concern. But also, I agree with you, Yvonne, that these are the times when we are needed the most. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that you don't have your pity party, you absolutely do, because you need to let that out. But at the end of the day, we have to, you know, put an end to that and move on and focus on helping the others. So what has been the biggest thing that you've been able to help people with as far as getting their online events to be successful? What's been helpful for them the most during this pandemic time? One of the things I think a big realization that my clients have, because the the funny thing is a lot of the people that I work with are coaches who teach online, Mm 
like they meet via Zoom or other mm-hmm. um, other mediums and, and teach their programs usually online. But their enrollment event, multiple day enrollment event where they, you know, put new people into the fold, those were live. Yes. And so they have now come to realize that actually by taking that event online, they have such, uh, you know, much a much bigger reach, yes. right? They never, you know, if you, so one of my clients, I did an event for in December and she's in the Boston area. She normally would get maybe 20 people come to her live event. And she had over 60 people signed up for her online event. And same for a client that I did work with in February. You know, she went from usually getting about 70 people in person. She had 172 people signed up online. You know, so that was a huge eye opener for them to really, you know, come to that realization of, you know, this is a tool that I can use that is actually, you know, really opening up, it's opening up borders. Yes. You can go from coast to coast, you know, if you just want to stay national, you but can it go can, international. you know, right. You can, you can take it anywhere you want. Right. So, so that was a big thing for them to really realize, and they had to actually experience it by seeing those registrations come in to go like, Holy moly, you know, why would I, you know, and it's not that they, you know, some might go back to doing some in person events as well, but I don't think they'll ever give up the online piece. Right? Do you think and when we go back, we'll, we'll be more of a hybrid having some in person, some online? The opinions are a little bit diverse about that. So for instance, Sage Events is a large company in the United States who does events for people like Tony Robbins and Sam Rianzi of eWomen Network. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do thousands of people at a time. And I was on a webinar uh, of theirs not too long ago, and they were actually talking about what this world will look like into the future. And I tend to agree with them. Um, so they say, you know, like this year, a lot of people will try to hybrid format where you have one event with, you know, some people online and some people in a live audience, mm-hmm. which in my books can work if you have a, a still relatively small event. But once your numbers increase, I think what will happen, and that's exactly what's, what Sage end up, ended up saying, is that in 2022 on, people um, will do two events, two events, one online event, and they'll do the same event in person. And, you know, potentially make that in person event a little bit more exclusive or what, whatever way they want to look at that and whatever they want to create with that. But I think that's, that's, personally, I can see that uh, go into the future that way as well. Because like I said, um, you know, just now as well is that I don't think anybody will let go of the online events because of its potential. Yes, yes. I have to agree being Mm -hmm. online has been really, it's been a very good opportunity for us to break down borders and open up. Our organization has always been in person. And so you would have people who would only show up for very special events, like they'd come to our retreats or they'd come to our annual conference. But our usual monthly meetings Our members in California, they're not going to make that. But now our members in the UK, our members in Switzerland, our members in the Caribbean, our members in Canada, they're showing up for our monthly events. So it really, really makes a difference. And it's really good to be able to be online and to have had this time to practice 
the online format because mm -hmm. like you said we've been using zoom for lots of things but not for this right yeah exactly yeah and it's you know it's just um and i i've seen that as well myself with with e-women network that i'm a part of as well as a as a member i used to be one of their managing directors but they're all online and i've been hopping around you know be bobbing around to different chapters all over north america it's been awesome so I can, you know, it's it's just a really great way to reach a wider audience. Yeah, for sure. It is. What words of wisdom do you have for us when it comes to not only creating our online events, but also navigating this tough time that we're going through? Um, well, for creating an online event, so I'm, I'm actually, uh, and I'll touch on that a little bit um, more later on before we close today about my masterclass that's coming up. Mm -hmm. But during that time, I'll, I will be teaching, you know, like the importance of building a relationship with your audience before you go into your event, mm -hmm. maintaining um, a, a really strong relationship with them and a high level of engagement during the event and and then making sure you know that you're selling because that's why you're putting on the event in the first place mm -hmm. and I'll drill deeper into that when I do my uh when I do my master class now having settled that you know yes these are not easy times and there's still a lot of money going around so oftentimes when we think of you know scarcity you know, people will never pay this, people will never do this. That is not true. I've seen it over and over again with the different people that I've done events for. They offer programs that are, the low end was like $7,000, um, you know, but the one of the other ones was like $10,000, $15,000 and people paid. And that particular client actually had her best event ever. So, you know, it's, the money is, is there you know, um, and that's, I think, why it's key to charge for the event. Yes, you know, give freely during your multiple day event so you can make your offer, but don't let people show up for free because it automatically kind of qualifies, right? Who is showing up? Yes. That the people that are willing to pay for your event are potentially also people that are willing to invest in themselves. Yes, yes, yes. And I've seen yeah. different models of doing this because like I said, a lot of the members of our community, they're coaches, they, mm -hmm. they're teachers, they lead their communities. I've seen models where people will give like a, a discount on the program to people who pay to attend their mm -hmm. event and that sort of thing. So they're, they're definitely wonderful ways to be able to do mm -hmm your online event, charge for it, and still yes. also get good enrollment in your programs. That's yeah. possible. Like my last big event, the one that I did in February, that client earned 10,000 of dollars before going into the event, mm -hmm. just because of, you know, people paid to yes. attend, paid to play. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so. I think that we all need to be very confident in our product. Mm -hmm. And maybe there is an opportunity for us to have another conversation at some time about being comfortable with our pricing and being comfortable with asking for money for our events. 
That's a great topic because one thing that I do know is that women are exceedingly good in undervaluing themselves and undercharging for their services. And yeah. I mean, it's no wonder if you even look at the corporate landscape, women mm -hmm. get paid less, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just a thing yeah. that is a part, a pervasive and destructive part mm -hmm. of our society. And if we're able to tackle that head on, that, that can be something that we can definitely talk about as we go forward. I'd love to have you back on the show. Mm -hmm. Do you have any upcoming events, programs, products? Can you share your website? People are going to want to know how to connect with you. For sure. I'm on all social media channels. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Um, I've got pages and my personal page as well. You know, Messenger, Facebook Messenger is always a great way to get a hold of me as well. Awesome. I'm definitely looking forward to checking that out. Yvonne, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, everybody who joined us here. And I invite you all to tune into the next show. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Find out more at our website, www.ladiespowerlunch.com. And find us on YouTube at youtube.ladiespowerlunch.com. This is a production of the LPL Podcast Network.